Hilchot Bechorot Perekhein, which Hanabam is going to deal with Sefekot. Now, unlike the last chapter, these are Sefekot not on the animal itself, but on the ownership of the animal and whether it goes to the, to, to the Kohen or to a Kohen rather, or to the Israel. Halacha Aleph. Rahel Shelo Bikiravi Aredash Nezecharim Afilu Yaseush Nenrashem Kehad. E Efshar Shelo Kadam Ehad. Veoil Venyadua Eze Yasarishon. Ha Kohen Noteleta Kahush. So just as a reminder, we always have two concerns with Bechorot. One is Kadashim, and that's resolved by Emum, and the other one is uh, ownership, if it should go to a Kohen or to Israel. So if we have an animal that, a mother animal that was never, never gave birth before, and then gave birth at once to two males, but we just don't know which of them came first, or we saw them coming out and they came out miraculously both at the same time exactly, it's impossible for there not to be at least one Bechor by definition, and therefore the Kohen is going to be entitled to one of the two animals, but he gets the worst of the two because we cannot say we cannot say for a fact that the other one was the one. And what if he takes the wrong one? Well, we are dealing with a property matter, not with a Kadashim matter, and therefore it doesn't really make a difference. And therefore, if one of the two ends up dying, the Kohen ends up with nothing because he cannot show for a fact that the one that died was not, in fact, the Bechor. So too, if the animals are one female and one male, the Kohen cannot prove that the male came first, and therefore he cannot prove there is, there is a Kohen here that he deserves, there is a Bechor here that he deserves, and he gets nothing. Al-Chabet. Sheter ha'elav shelo bikeru v'yaledu shene zecharim. Shenehem la-Kohen. Zacharun keva ha-zachar la-Kohen. A person has two mother animals that never gave birth before, and they both gave birth, give birth to two, to two males then obviously both of them go to the Kohen. That's a statement of, uh, it, it's, a, it's a simple fact. And now we are going to go into the more complex examples. If one gave birth to a male, one to a female, the Kohen gets the male. Now what happens if there is two males and one female? So the Kohen will take, like we said in the fir, in Alakhalif, from the two males he'll take the the ugliest, the the skinniest, the cheapest one of the two. And the second one is treated like Sefek Bechor, meaning we have to wait for it to have a mum. Mm-hmm. Just like in the first instance. Because this male that's alive, it's Sefek Bechor and Therefore, the Kohen has no ultimate proof to, to establish definitively that one of them is a Bechor. In other words, a person comes to the herd or whatever and finds that in the morning there is now one baby female and two baby males. Then if you work out the, the logic, the math is exactly what should happen. At least one of them is for sure a Bechor. And the other one will be Safek Bechor because maybe... The female was born, if the female was born second from one of the two mothers, then we have two Bechorot. If the female was born first from one of the two mothers, then we have 
then we have um, one Bechor and the other one is just not. And if the female was born to one mother and the other mother gave birth to two males, also we have one Bechor and one that's not. Yaledu Shetenekevot Zahar Oshen Zaharim of Chenekevot Hareha Zaharim Safek Bechor Shani Omer Shemeha Nekevan or the Tehila Vaharka Hazahar. If they give birth to two females and a male, or two males and two females, then none of them is for sure a bechor. We, we, it can be the case that the females were born, were born first in both instances, and therefore the kohen gets nothing because he cannot prove that there is a bechor here. Now, the mothers, one of them is the first time giving birth, one of them it's not. And then they give birth to two males, So one of them is going to be for him, one for the Kohen. And because each of them is Safek, the Kohen gets the ugliest of the two. If one of them dies, then the Kohen gets nothing because the one that's alive, we don't know for a fact this was the Bechor. So too, if they give if they give birth to a male and a female, the kohen gets nothing because maybe the female was born to the one that was giving birth for the first time, and the male was born to the one that had given birth before, and therefore the kohen will get nothing. And since the kohen cannot prove otherwise, he gets nothing. Every Bechor that is a Safek, as we said, then the Din is that we have to wait for it to get a Mum, and then once it has a Mum, the owner gets to keep it and gets to eat it. We're going to see later on, we should not uh, do commerce with it, one should not have a, a marketplace selling just Bechorot. Um, if the Kohen, however, calls and helps himself and takes it without permission from the from the Israel, then the Kohen is allowed to keep it because now it's a matter of possession and the Israel cannot prove, cannot establish that the that uh, that that the animal is not in fact a Bechor. However, we never bring it as a korban and we wait for it to have a moon because we cannot afford the safek of bringing in the azara as a korban something that is holin. Al-Khadalet. Mishahaya be'adom mibakhrut, sorry, mibakhrut, v'shenan mibakhrut. If somebody has in his herd both animals that are giving birth for the first time and animals that have already given birth. Um, so some animals gave birth first, some animals didn't give, give, he knows which are which, but then they all give birth and he comes in the morning and the animals that were mevakerot, in other words, that, that were given, giving birth for the first time, they are, they are nursing females 
and the ones that had already given birth are nursing males, we don't need to suspect, oh, maybe they, they switched and each is nursing the baby of the other. Rather, the presumption is that each is nursing its own baby and therefore there is no even safek bechor here. To independent, separate individuals leave their animal, their male animal, with a roe, with a shepherd. Shepherds were uh, contractors for hire. You'd leave your animal with the shepherd. They'd take them to pasture to eat and then would bring it back to you for some fee. Uh, one of them dies, which used to happen. So, sorry, one of them was the whole one was not. And the one of them dies, and we don't know which one, which, which was what. So the, the shepherd doesn't need to resolve this dispute between them, rather he puts the Bechor, sorry, he puts the animal, which we don't know if it's Bechor or not, there. He just leaves it there. He says, okay, here's for both of you. I'm not going to interfere. Now you manage between yourself and decide what you want to do, and he leaves. And then the animal that's left is Tafek Bechor, because none of them would have been able to recognize their animal. If a person, not a shepherd now, but a person leaves his Bechor with Baalabayit, with a farmer, and then the farmer leaves, leaves the Bechor together with his own animal, which is not a Bechor, and then one dies, and we don't know which is which, then the person who wants to establish something against possession would need to bring proof and we treat this animal as safek bechor. And even if a shepherd is a kohen, and he left the Bechor in the courtyard of Baal Abayit, together with the animal that wasn't a Bechor, owned by the Baal Abayit, by the farmer, and then one of them dies, then we establish the same principle of he who wants to um, break possession away, wants to take something away from someone who already holds it, has to bring the proof, and uh, one may not take it away from the, the one who, who from, from the owner, from the one who was a courtyard, without proof. Because, and this is all because, when the person, that the, the original owner of the Bechor left it with Bala Bait, he, the, you know, part of, part of the deal when you leave something with someone else is um, to, to accept the fact that that person now has possession, which is going to, to, to put you at risk of perhaps having to prove that that which you want to take away from that possession actually belongs to you. Therefore, 
Am Israel were never suspect on lying about something being a Bechor or not. And therefore, if someone in Israel comes and says, this is Safek Bechor, then he's not saying this is Safek Bechor and has a mum. To that extent, we do suspect. But he's saying this is Safek Bechor, and now I want this mum to be seen. So we see the mum, and if it's a mum that, that makes it Raul Shechita, that's what we do. Every, any kind of animal that was Kodesh, that was Hekdesh, and then it had a Mumkavua, it had some blemish that is a permanent blemish that invalidates it from being Hekdesh, and then the person, the owner that does Pidion to it, then that Kadashim would be Hayav Babechora, in other words, if it has if it has a son afterwards, and it's the first son, it's Peter Rahem, then it will be a Bechor. In other words, it's not that because it was at some point in time Hekdesh, it can no longer have a Bechor. It all depends on when it stops being Hekdesh. However, if, if the mum is not kavua, or it was a mum kavua, it was a mum kavua, so I have to explain a little, a little better the beginning of the lacha. If the mum kavua preceded the hektesh, in other words, when the hektesh was made, there already was a mum. It was only discovered later, and that's when they did the pidyon, then that animal never really became hektesh, and the pidyon uh, works completely, and the animal is now fully holy. However, if there was a kdesh, the kdesh was on a fully fit animal, then there is a mum kavua and pidyon, or the mum is not kavua, then the animal still has, has some kedusha. It's a little bit of a kdesh, and therefore this animal would never give birth to a bechor because it's not it's not owned by an Israel, and uh, Proof of that is that it has a few things that are forbidden to be done with this animal, namely Giza and Abodah as well. Halakha <laughs> We have two mitzvot here. One is Maser Shani, which is a Maser that um, it can be redeemed on money, but the rule is it needs to be consumed within the walls of Yerushalayim. So if somebody takes money from Maser Shani and buys with it a Bechor, then uh, sorry, buys with it a, a mother, an animal, and that animal has a Bechor, that Bechor would be a, a full Bechor, because it's Cholin. However, if this was Perot um, if it was like our year, which is Shemitah, we are not allowed to transact with, with the fruit, but we are allowed to eat them. So somebody has, somebody goes to a field, takes a bunch of apples in Shemitah, then that's allowed to do, and it's allowed to also eat those, those apples. What's not allowed to do is to transact with those apples. Ah, why should we not allow the person to exchange those apples for a Bechor? Because if he does that, 
then he's transacting, he's profiting from it, because now the Bechor, uh, sorry, if he transacts and buys a mother, and then that mother has a Bechor, then that, if we allow that, that to happen, and that Bechor to, to be fully a Bechor, he's now gaining something that's going to stop being, having Kedushat Sheviyayit, which is not something we want to allow to happen. Um, we explain in Terumot that Hachamim forbade to transact with things that that are Teruma. In Chod Machalot Asurot, that, that it forbidden to, it's forbidden to transact with things that one may not eat. You cannot sell not kosher meat or transact with it, or Yain Nesech. Um, so too, Bechorot, it's forbidden to transact, to actually do commerce with them, except you may sell them on a one-off basis, like it was explained in Perek Aleph. So too, as another example, if somebody buys a Bechor, either a Kohen that's buying a Bechor, so it's probably a Kohen, buying a Bechor Balmum, um, and this is for, for his son's wedding, and then in the end, they have too much food, they end up not eating it, he's allowed to then sell it again, because it wasn't really commerce, it just happens to have something that, that, that he now needs to dispose of. Al-Chayyot Aleph. En shamin bechorot temimin le-Israel, there was a job back in the day of um, an appraiser, which was very common, especially when they sold things that were pretty bespoke in the market. So you could hire an appraiser to come and tell you how much you should pay for something. That was a Shammai, like the Tanna, the colleague of Hillel Azaken, Shammai. So you may not do this Shammaut, this uh, appraisal, of Bechor Tamim, that doesn't have a mum, if the one asking you to do it is Israel. But if it has a mum, you may. It has a value. You, you, you may put a, a dollar amount or a shekel amount on it. However, a Kohen, even if you want Shamaut and appraisal, on a Kohen, on a Bechor that has no mumin, it's Tamim, and therefore should be brought as Korban. Today, in today's day and age, when we don't have, unfortunately, a way of bringing this Korban, and the only thing that's going to happen is that the Kohen is going to wait for a mum to appear, and then it's going to eat it, the Shammai is allowed to do the Shammaut here, and how much more so if the Bechor already has a mum. Amen.